people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the September 28th, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior. And happy National Sunday, Sun's Day to all. Now, uh, before I start, confession time. I forgot some shout-outs on last week's show. Katie Source, Pete the Cat, lo- booked of loving daughter Alice, turned four years old Saturday, September 23rd, which was also Shauna Maybaum and Joe Ruggiello's sixth wedding anniversary. That day also marked 29 years, believe it or not, since the world first met friends Rachel, Joey, Monica, Chandler, Ross, and Phoebe, and Rachel when the Friends TV show debuted and became an enormous cultural phenomenon that has lasted to this day. September 24th was Carl Week's birthday, and Cassandra Edelman's son Cooper turned six over the weekend. May the force be with him. Monday, September 25th, marked Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker's 72nd birthday. It was also the birthday of late Superman actor Christopher Reeve, Will Smith, TV actress Mimi Kennedy, and Catherine Zeta-Jones and her husband Michael Douglas. Tuesday, September 26th, marked what would have been the late Olivia Lunes-John's 75th birthday. Oops. I would like to give an enormous belated congratulations to my cousins, Naomi Engelman, and our husband, Josh Havernick. They are becoming first-time parents in March 2024. Congratulations from the other side of the country. Moving on, today is Naomi's brother, Sammy, Rachel Engelman's boyfriend, Britt Brown, actress, Hilary Duff, singer, Frankie Jonas, the late singer Benny King, and actress Naomi Watts' birthdays. It's also the debut day for 2001 film Zoolander and Hearts in Atlantis, 2012's Hotel Transylvania and Pitch Perfect, 2018's films Free Solo, Smallfoot in Night School, and Britney Spears' 1999 trademark sign, Baby One More Time. Matt Lufton, actor Zachary Levi, and the late Stephen Twitch boss were born on September 29th, which is the debut date for Remember the Titans, The Big Green, The Big Mouth Netflix TV show, and Billy Joel's song, and Billy Joel's 1983 song, Uptown Girls. Local Cape Cod musician Kim Moberg and actress Fran Drescher have birthdays on September 30th. Bob Badamy, rock singer Sting, the late Gandhi, and talk show host and Kelly Ripa all have birthdays on October 2nd. May Cape Sports coach Michelle Milligan, rocker Tommy Lee, Gwen Stefani and Alicia Vikander get to eat birthday cake on October 3rd. Belated congrats are in order for Dane Cook, Hulk Hogan, Brian Austin, and Brian Austin Green. 70-year-old retired wrestler Hogan married 
Fiance Sky Daly in Clearwater, Florida, Friday. Cook and Cook married Kelsey Taylor in Hawaii on September 23rd. Green revealed over the weekend that he and Sharma Burgess, the mother of his one-year-old son, Zane, have been engaged for two months since July. The mega summer blockbuster of the, the mega summer blockbuster box office season was fun. Well, it lasted, but alas, all good things must come to an end. The first actual weekend of fall brought quite the chill to theaters as ticket sales dropped quicker than autumn leaves falling from trees. The none too benefited from the chilly, lackluster time, ruling the box office with a, for the third week, pulling in $8.4 million and speeding its spendables for. This is the second week it's barely outgrossed its nearest foe. Remember, last week it beat A Haunting in Venice by less than $250,000. The ninth Conjuring series film has screamed up $69.2 million stateside and $204.2 million worldwide. Expendables was right behind it in second place with just $8.3 million. That's a franchise low for the series. Ow! But Sylvester Stallone and company did uh, slightly better overseas, debuting at number three, just behind The Nun 2 and A Haunting in Venice with $12.3 million. Its global debut weekend haul is $20.6 million. Third place went to Kenneth Branagh's A Haunting in Venice, which fell nearly 56% in week two, down to $6.3 million giving it a 10-day total of just $25.3 million. Sad news, Harry Potter fans. Another Harry Potter star has joined the likes of Alan Rickman, Richard Harris, Helen McCrory, Vern Troyer, Ian Hurt, David Legino, and many others in that heavenly Hogwarts in the sky. And folks... This one feels like a big, stunning spell right to the heart. 82-year-old Sir Michael Gannon, who played Hogwarts headmaster Albus Dumbledore in six of the eight Harry Potter movies, passed away of pneumonia today, according to a statement. USAToday.com stated, Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe is paying tribute following the death of veteran actor Michael Gannon. Radcliffe, who played the titular character in the film franchise from childhood to young adulthood for its entire run, recalled starring alongside Gannon in the movies. With the loss of Michael Gannon, the world just became considerably less fun, Radcliffe said in a statement shared with USA Today by his rep Thursday, Michael Gambon was one of the most brilliant, effortless actors I've ever had the privilege of working with. But despite his immense talent, the thing I will remember most about him is how much fun he had doing his job. He was silly, irrelevant, and hilarious. He loved his job but never seemed defined by it. He was an incredible story and joke teller, and his habit of blurring the lines of fact and fiction 
when talking to journalists meant he was also one of the most entertaining people with whom you could ever wish to do a press junket, Radcliffe said. The sixth film was where I got to spend the most time working with Michael, and he made the hours spent in front of a green screen together more memorable and joyous than they had any right to be. I'm so sad to hear he has passed, but I am so grateful for the time for the fact that I am one of the lucky people who got to work with him, Radcliffe said. Gambin also appeared in Fantastic Mr. Fox, 1986's The Singing Detective, Gosford Park, 2010's The King's Speech, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zuzal, 2017's Victoria and Abdul, among others. I raise my wand to you, sir. Rest in peace. I solemnly swear this is better news. To quote the sorting hack, ah, another Weasley. Another Harry Potter star who's just said, I see old diapers and baby bottles. People.com reported yesterday, Bonnie Wright and Andrew Lococo have become parents. The Harry Potter actors who played Ginny Weasley in all eight films of the franchise welcomed her first baby a boy with husband Lococo, on Step 19th. The couple revealed the happy news on Wednesday with an Instagram post featuring their son, Elio Ocean Wright Lococo, sporting a white and dark yellow-striped hat and onesie while he snuggled up in a blanket. The new mom wrote a heartfelt and what she referred to as a hormonal extra, emotional extra-long caption announcing their son's birth date, as well as sharing gratitude for those who assisted her family during their birth journey. Say hello to Elio Ocean Wright Lococo, born at home on Tuesday, 19th September. We're all healthy and happy. Andrew and I are so in love with our son, so grateful for our birth team that have held our hands throughout and made the journey so joyous and expanding. Birth is the wildest experience. The actress, 32, also thanked the midwives that assisted with the birth. Our perfect and loving midwives, Tiffany and Taylor at Doe's Midwifery, our wise and wonderful doula, Patty, at Yuma Mother, our Dr. Fabby, if we had needed to transfer, at Fabulous Care. She added, birth workers are amazing. Wright concluded, Lastly, thanks to Andrew, my rock throughout birth, quite literally, as I squeezed onto you so tight and you never wavered. Elio has the most tender, loving papa. Okay, hormonal, emotional, extra-long caption over. Elio shares his birthday with another famous Harry Potter character, Hermione Jean Granger. His arrival comes... His arrival comes just months after Wright's Harry Potter co-star and on-screen love interest, Daniel Radcliffe, welcomed his first baby, a baby boy, with girlfriend Aaron Dark. Speaking of babies, EW.com announced September 26, David Diggs and Emmy Raver Lampman posted an announcement on Instagram that blew us all away. The couple, who both performed in the original cast, Broadway cast of Hamilton revealed that they're expecting their first child together. We can't wait to meet you, Raver 
Lampin wrote on the post captions, Diggs portrayed both Thomas Jefferson and Marquis de Lafayette in the hit Broadway musical, while Robert Lampman was a member of the original ensemble. She later took on the roles of Eliza Schuyler and Angelica Schuyler in touring productions of the show. Big news, sports fans. Usher is headlining the Super Bowl 58 halftime show on February 20. 20- 11th, 2024. Conveniently, that's the day his 16th album drops. Calling all friends fans. Calling all friends fans out there. You may want to book a trip to Boston's Back Bay starting next month. Why, you ask? Central Perk Coffee Co. is opening a permanent real-life coffee house based on the infamous Central Perk coffee shop from the cherished Friends sitcom in October. It will have an eclectic Friends-inspired menu, two outdoor patios, and an orange sofa room set to mirror the iconic Central Perk couch. Rejoice, actors! After a long 148-day strike, the WGA writer strike officially ended Tuesday. About time. Talk shows are returning next week, and studios are trying to put things back into production that were shut down during the, to the strike, such as the fifth and final season of Stranger Things, The House of the Dragon Season 2, Twisters, Beetlejuice, Deadpool 3, The Last of Us Season 2, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, and many others. Like, this news is so... Fetch. September 22nd, Paramount Studios reported the movie version of the Mean Girls play, based on the smashed 2014 Tina Fey Lindsay Lohan film, is like gonna sing its way into theaters early next year instead of going to Paramount Plus. The film will arrive nationwide January 12, 2024. It pushed the Bob Marley biopic Bob Marley One World originally meant for that date, to Valentine's Day 2024. Mean Girls parallels sort of what happened to with the 2022 creepy supernatural film Smile. Meant for Paramount Plus, it went to theaters after great test screenings. Guess what, folks? The studio reported that day, which happened to be Smile's one-year release anniversary, they hope to make audiences smile again next year on October 18th, 2024. That's right, folks. Smile 2 is set to terrorize moviegoers next year during spooky season. Paramount also announced that 2024's animated Tiger's Apprentice film won't be bowing in theaters. Instead of going to theaters, the film, the film version of the kids' book of the same name, with the voices of Henry Golding, Michelle Yeoh, and Sandra Oh, will now debut on Paramount+. Move over, Barbie Heimer. A new movie mashup battle is about to take place in theaters this weekend. Saw Patrol. What the heck, Saw Patrol, you ask? Oh, that's just Saw X and the Paw Patrol sequel dueling in battles. Old John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, is 
slicing his way back to theaters Friday, September 29th for Saw X, the 10th film in the long-running horror series starring Tobin Bell, Shawnee, Be- Shawnee Smith, M- Michael Beach, Sinead Ma- McCordy Lund, and Stephen Brand. It's both a direct sequel to the original Saw and a prequel to 2005 Saw 2. Set weeks after the events of the original Saw, John Kramer goes to Mexico after finding, learning of a possible miracle cure for his terminal cancer. But he becomes beyond livid when he learns the operation is just a dishonest con plan targeting vulnerable individuals. Finding a new purpose, the infamous serial killer and his apprentice kidnap the con artists and turn the tables on them in a horrifying new series of his signature death drafts. According to IMDb.com, this is the second film in the series that is, wasn't released in October. Spiral from the Book of Saw from May 2021 was the first. And Shawnee Smith returns as a man in this film. She previously reprised the role for Saw's Saw 9 in 2009. Also coming out in theaters on the 29th is the computer-animated superhero comedy Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. Based on the TV series Paw Patrol, it stars McKenna Grace, Taraji P. Henson, Chris Rock, Marcide Martin, Kristen Covery, Kim Kardashian and her kids, Northwest and St. West, James Marsden, Kristen Bell, and introducing Finn Lee Epp in his film debut as writer. All of her life, Skye has felt like she's been unappreciated by the Paw Patrol, eager to prove she can be a big asset to the team. Despite being the smallest member, she gets her chance when a magical meteor crash lands in Adventure Bay. Its crystals give her and the other Paw Patrol members superpowers. With their new powers, they become the Mighty Puffs. But the Mighty Puffs will have to use their new powers to stop Mayor Humdinger, who's escaped from jail and teamed up with meteor expert Victoria Vance in order to steal the Puffs' crystals and their powers. Can I step in and make a difference? According to IMDb.com, this is the second Paw Patrol film that focuses on Sky after 2020's Paw Patrol Jet to the Rescue. It's also James Marston's first Paramount animation film that's fully animated. Speaking of the Paw Patrol, Variety.com announced Tuesday Ryder the Pops will be barking their way back toward a second sequel in three years. That's right, everyone. Paw Patrol 3 is coming to theaters in 2026. Oh, on and on, Saw Patrol. End of things. Out in wide release, September 29th, is the biographical comedy drama Dumb Money, based on the 2021 book The Antisocial Network. The Bizarre Yet True Story stars Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Ramos, 
America Fiera, Vincent Donna Frino, Shailene Woodley, Nick Offerman, and Seth Rogen. In the middle of the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic, Keith Gill, a regular struggling guy, puts his life savings into the floundering GameStop Wall Street stock and talks about it on his social media pages. When his social media posts and the stock start blowing up, so does his life and the lives of everyone following him. As the stock becomes a hot movement, everyone gets filthy rich. Until the billionaires decide to fight back and both sides find their words totally flip-flopped. The Rap.com announced yesterday an expanded version of Rodgers and Hammerstein's The Sound of Music will be released on December 1st, featuring more than 40 unreleased tracks, 11 of which are alternative, ta- alternative takes from the film that have never been seen before. Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer, who passed away in 2021 at the age of 91, after a storied acting career, starred in the iconic 1965 musical. Originally, Plummer recorded tracks for the film. However, his voice was later dubbed over by Bill Lee. Nearly 60 years later, Plummer's vocals will be released to the public. The Little Years, a song that was never in the film and combines I Have Confidence, My Favorite Things, and New Governess, will be featured in the Super Deluxe Edition. The songs Do Re Me, Favorite Things, 16 Going on 17, and more will also be included. One of the alternative takes, Prelude slash The Sound of Music, performed by Andrews, is already available to stream. The Super Deluxe Edition, The Sound of Music, will be available as both a digital download and as a CD slash Blu-ray audio set. Shocktober, er, I mean October, is just around the corner. As the season, the third season premiere of the Chucky sci-fi TV series featuring the most famous serial killer doll in horror, sorry Annabelle, and Megan, but old Chucky came well before you, is on October 3rd is soon. Huge horror fan Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis has requested that I talk about the movie that introduced the world to old Chucky, Child's Play. The November 9th, 1988 release starred Katherine Hicks, Alex Vincent, Chris Sarandon, Dinah Manoff, and Brad Dorff as the voice of Chucky. In it, a widowed mother gives a daughter her son unaware it's possessed by the soul of a very sadistic serial killer. The cult classic film killed it at the box office, possessing over $44 million. Sorry about the bad puns, I couldn't resist. The success of the film led to an enormous franchise, including countless sequels like 1990's Child's Play 2, Child's Play Three in 1991, Bride of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, 2017's Cult of Chucky, a 2019 reboot, books, merchandise, and more. Did you know that the actual My Buddy 
Starline, which was one of the inspirations for Chucky, uh, didn't actually recover after the film was released. And Fred Eddie Caputo doesn't have really doesn't interact or share scenes with Charles Lee Ray in the film, despite being Ray's partner. This was the only time in the series film in the series to mention or feature him, but that changed with 2013's Curse of Chucky. And this happens to be one of the few horror series not to be named off or mentioned in the Scream series. Now on DVD is Insidious, The Red Door, starring Patrick Warburton, who directed it in his feature directorial debut, Ty Simpkins, Rose Byrne, Andrew Astor, and Steve Coulter, which scared up $188 million worldwide in theaters. In the July 7th release, Josh Lambert heads to East to drop his son Dalton at college. But Dalton's dream college soon Dalton's college dream soon becomes a living nightmare when the repossessed repressed demons of his past return to haunt them both. The two must venture way deep into the further than ever before to put all their demons to rest. Uh, let's see. I put all. Sorry, folks. Little bit of technical issues here. Uh, let's see. But the two must venture way deep into the further than every four to put their demons to rest once and for all. According to IMGV.com, it marks the return of the Lambert family since 2013's Insidious Chapter Two, as. 2015's Insidious Chapter 3 and Insidious Insidious The Last Key from 2018 are prequels set before Insidious, which came out in 2010. Speaking of horror, Dextro.com stated September 27th with a few Halloween outings under his belt, fans might think Michael Myers is exhausted, but plans for a possible TV show suggest otherwise. The final installment of the movie's franchise, Halloween Ends, was only released last year, yet talks of resurrecting the series are already in full flow. Originally created by David Gordon Green, the Halloween trilogy follows an incredibly unlucky Laurie, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's hunted down by mass killer Myers in the small town of Haddonfield. The role of Myers has already been played by multiple actors, and it's now possible that the famous horror, infamous horror villain will be reintroduced to audiences on TV. According to reports by Bloody Disgusting, a bidding war for the rights to the Halloween franchise is currently taking place. At present, it seems like there's no direct competitor to Paramount, 
which shows the most interest in continuing the series. If it were to be challenged, the most likely competition would come from Blumhouse, which previously produced and has the rights to the original trilogy. However, that doesn't mean a Halloween TV show is off the cards. In fact, producer Malika Khan has previously tied a potential TV spinoff to Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, a film which was already supposed to link back to Halloween ads. Though nothing is confirmed at this stage, Akkad has allegedly expressed interest in making a Halloween TV show tied to the divisive movie, which would likely be comprised of six episodes. Unsurprisingly, many fans did not like that Halloween 3 season of The Witch steered away from Michael Myers and Laurie Strode altogether, instead exploring an entirely different storyline. So, oh, Michael Myers, it may not be out for the count yet. MovieWeb.com reported September 27th, slasher movie fans are about to have a good Thanksgiving. Because in addition to Eli Roth's Thanksgiving, It's a Wonderful Knife is also going to be playing in theaters. For those who haven't read our earlier article about the film, you're probably able to guess that the film is going to be drawing part of its plot from It's a Wonderful Life, possibly the greatest Christmas movie ever, unless you want to count A Christmas Story or Die Hard. It's a Wonderful Life is set in the town of Angel Falls, an idyllic town that sounds like it has a lot of bells in it. Jane Witter plays Winnie Cafferis, who saved her town from awful killer on Christmas Eve. But due to a less than wonderful year, life a year be- later, the final girl wishes that she was never born. However, Winnie quickly discovers that without her, things in Angel Falls would have been much worse. So then she has to team up with a town misfit to stop the killer again and get back to her own reality. The release date for this Christmas-themed slasher has been set for November 10th, which is 13 days from Thanksgiving. You know, the major holiday that become, comes before Christmas. Speaking of which, the release date for It's a Wonderful Life is also 21 days before December, the start of the Christmas season. Unless you want to count Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, as the start of the Christmas season, of course. Coming to Paramount Plus October 6th is the supernatural horror film Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. The prequel film to Pet Cemetery, the movie based on Stephen King's iconic horror film, I mean horror book of the same name, stars Jackson White, Isabella Star LeBlanc, Forrest Goodluck, Henry Thomas, Jack Mulhern, and Samantha Mathis, Pam Greer, and David Duchovny. In 1969, a young Judd Crannell dreams of fleeing his hometown of Ludlow until he learns the malevolent secrets of what's buried in a cemetery. He faces a haunting family legacy that forever binds him to the place and unites with his childhood friends to face an ancient evil that has played Ludlow since its start. Moving on from horror for the last three topics, now out on DVD is the computer-animated 
romantic dramedy Elemental. This June 16th release, which opened June 16th, stars Leia Lewis, Catherine O'Hara, Mamo Dow Alfie, Ronnie Del Carmen, Mason Wertheimer, Joe Perra, and Matt Yanking. Set in a world populated by anthropomorphic nature spirits, hot-headed fire elemental Ember Lumen, whose parents immigrated to Firetown, I mean, whose parents immigrated to, to Element City when her mom was pregnant with her and have a, town, have a shop in Firetown, and water element Wade Ripple meet when Wade is accidentally summoned via plumbing accident to Ember's father's convenience store basement. The fiery young woman and easy-going-with-the-flow guy are about to discover something elemental, how much they really have in common. But Ember's dad loathes water elementals and wants her to take over the shop. And the two can never touch or mingle, whatever, however will their relationship work out. According to IMDb.com, the park Wade and Amber go to, where she changes color on the rocks, is in the shape of the periodic table of elements. And this is the first Pixar film since the Cars franchise to not feature any humans whatsoever. This film has only elements. MovieWeb.com reported three days ago a revival of the beloved workplace comedy series The Office is reportedly in development with original American showrunner Greg Daniels returning. The series garnered widespread acclaim for upon its adaptation for American audiences, with Steve Carell brilliantly portraying the bumbling boss Michael Scott. It boasted a talented supporting cast that included John Krasinski, Mindy Kaling, B.J. Novak, and Jenna Fisher. After a successful nine-season run entertaining audiences from 2005 to 2013, it seems the Dunder Mifflin team is preparing for a comeback. And finally, Collider.com announced yesterday the writer's strike is finally over and talk shows all over television are setting their returns already. Comedy Central's own signature news correspondence show, The Daily Show, has also set the read date up for when viewers will get to return to the news desk. Starting on Monday, October 16th, the series will resume with a whole new slate of all-star guest hosts taking over through the, out the remainder of 2023. A new permanent host will finally take over for the departed Trevor Noah in 2024. Before the strikes began, The Daily Show pulled in a murderous row of hosts to take over the news desk for a week at a time. Among them were other comedians and actors like Sarah Silverman, Leslie Jones, Wanda Sykes, Chelsea Handler, John Leguizamo, and Marlon Wayans, as well as personalities with previous political involvement like former Barack Obama staffer Cal Penn, and former U.S. Senator Al Franken. A few Daily Show correspondents even got their own crack at hostings, like Roy Wood Jr., Jordan Kelper, and Desi Littick. 
had the rider strike not occurred, correspondent Dulce Sloan, Charlemagne the God, and Michael Costa were among the next in line. The long-running show, originally held by Craig Kilborn, is now facing a period of uncertainty with no new permanent host set and guest host yet to be named. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe, watch lots of DVDs, and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now, my minions.